The following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hey everyone, just want to give you all a quick disclaimer. I don't know what happened to the audio uh, on the night that I recorded, but I still wanted to put this out just so you guys know what happened. Bear through it if you want. If not, I understand. Hey guys, welcome back, welcome back. Uh, I'm your Dungeon Master. What's going on, everyone? This is uh, Podcasters, a tabletop gaming podcast on the BICBP network at BICBP-radio.com. Uh, I'm Anthony Mullen, your resident Dungeon Master. Ooh, i got to turn that volume down on the phone. I'm checking this out on, I got it watching on the Twitch on my phone just to see how it looks when we play. And guys, it's not that bad. Like, I'll say we actually look pretty good. And Oh, snap. There's like a hole on gas. Why didn't no one tell me that our layout wasn't taking up the full space on Twitch? There's like a black. Oh, thanks. You're green again. No, it's not. Hey, what's up, Amber? Am I, am I green? No. So you are green Twitter. again. I'm, I'm on, on my I'm end. Green. I'm green. Thanks. I'm oh. goblin. It's fine. This is normal. It's okay. It's fine. That happens sometimes. But now at least you saw it. So that happens sometimes with you. But if it's just because you're a goblin and that's so I'm weird, good. I'm, I'm oh, good well, in Zoom like and Twitch. I turn green. Okay. Mm. On my computer, you're green. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's why it comes through over to here. I think is because you're coming through green somehow. Uh, we have Fink's currently trying to film the Blair Witch Project <laughs> over there. Uh, do a little quick, quick magic from the moon. Moon Magic. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Uh, welcome to the campaign. This is the Fabala 5. I'm running with Azoth, Remus, and Finks today. Uh, Danny, as Howard, is unable to be here because it is Valentine's Day. Uh, you know, welcome to all those lovebirds that, is curr- that are currently watching. If we have any viewers, I think we have one or two viewers, and I think it's you and it's, it's us that is watching. I appreciate the commitment, guys. I appreciate the commitment. Thank you. But before we get into today's session, I just want us to kick off that we do have a rockin' sponsor. We have DCT Industries. It's a Western New York local gaming company that's starting up, and they're currently getting ready to go into launch with their first game called Kaimon. It is a mon genre of gaming. Yes, just like that. <laughs> um it is a mon genre of gaming. So think Pokemon where you're the trainer with monsters. Think Yu-Gi-Oh where you have monsters that you summon with cards. Think of um, um, Monster Companion uh, anime games. I don't play a lot of anime games. Um, other mon games. Uh, Tony, throw me, throw me some anime. What are, what are some uh, mon genres? Digimon, uh, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh. Monster Rancher. I loved Monster Rancher. Monster Rancher, thank you. Yeah. Blades. So oh, the man. way that this works Unlock is, disc. sorry. There you go. I wasn't even thinking of Beyblades or Bakuman, but oh, perfect. That that those those uh, games put them with some wargaming terrain. So think um, those mon genres mashing with Warhammer or D and D in a sense where you are the the trainer, the master, the owner. And you command monsters to battle out on a field against another player. And there is currently rules for competitive settings or just friendly play. I, 
Uh, those rounds will go anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour long, depending on how intense they get and how large of a battle. And I had a great interview with Jeff from DCT Industries just last week. And that will be posted as an audio podcast. Let's see, today is Valentine's Day, so all the episodes should be going up tonight after we get done recording and playing D&D. So it may pop up on Sunday the 14th, or it'll go, lot, uh, go up on Monday the 15th. So please check on over there, hit them up, and listen to that, because there's another giveaway uh, that we are dropping for that. So on the 21st next week, when we all join back to play D&D, we're going to have two giveaways to be giving. First one is going to be the Blood Dice King from last week and this week. We had no one reach out due to some technical glitching errors. So we are going to hold and postpone last week's giveaway. Pull it to today. Tony, do you mind sharing these beautiful red blight, uh, these beautiful red dice from uh, Okie Dokie sponsored? Oh, see, now it turned green. So now everyone's just going to see a box of green dice. But they are these awesome red Okie Dokie dice. They are sweet. They have uh, this nice little case that they come with. You know you want them. You want to get them out. Everyone can always use an extra set of dice. Uh, check them out. The code word for that is going to be the Blood King. It's going to be the same way to rule. Uh, same way to enter to win that as with the uh, the King in Yellow from the uh, Pod uh, Podkeep Mansion uh, Podkeep Manor episode we ran two two three weeks ago. At this point, and what you're going to do is when we post this episode up on the Facebook page for podcasters. There will be a link underneath this one that's going to say, pinned this post. You want to comment below in it, the Blood King. That is the comment. As well as to win those dice, you will have to like the podcasters page on Facebook as well as DCT Industries. I'm telling you guys now, that is how you want to win those red dice. We're going to carry that over from last week. So the Blood King, you want to get make sure you get those. The... Uh, giveaway that is released in the podcast uh, within the interview is going to be a starter kit from D&D. It's a Wizards of the Coast starter kit. It comes with a Minds of Fandelver intro uh, adventure. So for all those new DMs that want to run a campaign and kind of kick off a session and run something new for a bunch of newbies, this is a great way to jump into D&D. You've been watching us play, uh, play D&D, or maybe this is your first time watching and you're just like, oh, hey, I want to play D&D. I've always wanted to. Now I'm watching it. How do I get into it? Well, guess what? Enter in our composite, uh, enter in our giveaway, try and win it. The code word that will be required for that giveaway is in the episode with the, where is in the audio episode with me and Jeff talking about DCT industry. So please make sure, make sure to head over to the network or wherever you get your podcasts and listen to that. The code word will be within that episode as well when the, as well as possibly in the show notes. So please check on over, check it out. There are some rules to win that one. It is not simply just liking the Facebook pages. On that one, we're going to have you go over to their Instagram and check out DCT Industries on Instagram at DCT Industries underscore. Wait, backtrack that. At DCT underscore Industries. All that's going to be in the notes drop below. I'll grow back over it at halftime, possibly at the end. I don't know. We only have three players tonight. We may not go super, super, super long. Um, but I'm rambling. No one's cut me off. Anyone else have anything to announce before we jump into D&D for the night? Uh, yeah, I got a space day friend request from someone named Action Cat. 
So shout out to Action Cat, my first Space A friend. Yeah, Space A. Woo! <laughs> there you go. Yo, guys, have you heard about Space A? We're bringing it back. Uh, look forward to all. Th- this is how we're taking over. We're, we're bringing D&D to Space A. Space A. Uh, but with that being said, guys, we pick up. You guys, our party, last week, was traveling through a desert. I don't believe it was fun. They were on the run from some striking lightning in the distance. They had taken rest by an oasis. All throughout a long night of changes, of deep meditation, thought. You all come back the next morning. Little shooken. Woken abruptly, some of you. As during a long rest, near the end of one, there was a misty force that was fighting you all. (laughs) It seemed to be shifting in and out of the ethereal plane. While Finx is currently green. Getting away from this bloody, necrotic, dealing mist. Finks had cast Blink, is the spell correct? And shifted over to the ethereal where he saw a gauze-wrapped, gaunt... Undead-looking humanoid figure with subtle fangs. Um, specifically placed jewelry, intricately kind of uh, woven. It wasn't the basic average run-of-the-mill, you know, family just kind of necklace. This, the ornaments that were on this figure's body looked royal, possibly above average collector, we'd say. Um, I think I even, th- we even alluded to it. As the sun arose, the, this creature faded into a mist form and seeped into the sand below it. You all surviving this bloody mist began traveling throughout the desert. Hopefully heading in a northeastern direction towards a town. I believe it is starts with an A. I don't have my map of Fabala pulled up if someone wants to just remind me what town you are all traveling in the direction of. Along this, travel to town to be named. Azoth rolled the Nat 20 and basically you uh you did that Looney Tunes walking on the edge of the building without realizing it moment where you had just walked on the edge of the skyscraper and turned and pivoted perfectly when turning around seeing your three friends plummet through a chute in the ground, 10 by 10. 
through quick reaction, attempted spell castings, and go at B-shaping, you all entered and some of you had made saving successful saving throws and others had failed while in this tunnel that seemed to wipe out any magic usage. Awaking at the bottom of the pit, Azoth, who had fallen, a little broken, recouped some health points, looked around, seeing Howard next to him, uh, currently distracted by a blanket or a, a giant sheet, looks like. I think he had a tarp or something he pulled out. Oh, no, it was a tarp that had fallen. From yeah, uh, Remus uh, and Finks, as they tried to, Finks and Remus had tried to sort of do a uh, Emperor's New Groove, kitty cornered, back to each other, attempting to not fall and take as much damage with some successful dexterity saving throws, being a rogue, and well well rolled acrobatic checks, landed with some damage dealt. You were in a room that was. Uh, 50 by 50, maybe 50 by 65 feet, you really couldn't tell, that had five braziers in it. Um, Essentially, these, uh, the way they look is they would be a uh, birdbath, a birdbath in design of look with a uh, concrete solid structure of post coming up that opened into a, a basin that had almost uh, coals or soot. Can't tell exactly. No one really investigated what it was specifically. But you all ascertained that they probably would be used to light some sort of fire. While looking upon this, Finks had seen some skeletons and attempted to speak with the dead of them. Receiving answers that they had died due to a security protocol and a beast they looked burned and singed, and that there's possibly no way out. Azoth, was it, walked up to the middle brazier and began to rub it. Just like, hey guys, so what do you think this does? And <laughs> you have looking in front of you a Eight foot, eight and a half feet tall, ten feet tall, humanoid figure ripped with muscles, red in skin with this black sash that streaks, that goes over its front of its chest down and to its waist with a uh, kind of almost a tunic that cuts off at the knees and drapes down a little bit down the center in between its uh, legs. It had a collar that had some sort of command and script, commanding inscription or magical writing on it, as well as some chains on its wrists, its ankles. And Ace, I'll also make a quick perception check. All right, so let's see. 
Start the day off with a 12. Make an arcana check. The 12. Rules. Nat 20 plus 4. 24. Just with a very quick scope around of this, we just walk Howard out of this encounter because he is not with us tonight. Let's see. You see that this magical figure appears to be kind of lighting lighting up a little bit over their body, over their pouch and their sash, or some magical trinket items. The neck, the, the, the collars on the neck, wrists, and ankles glow up with a uh, enchantment-looking magic. Very, you, you really are not doing detect magic, but like, it looks like some powerful magic. So it's covered in some, some glowing things you pick up on. What are you guys doing right now in this moment? Um, say hi. You say hi to it. Yeah. Hello, sir. This large hulking, it has a sword at its side, you see, hanging. A large, double-handed-looking scimitar that is curved and hooked at the edge. It looks like a giant machete, almost. <sighs> Make an insight check. You said insight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. 20. Not that. It looks... You being a druid and you having dealt with wild animals, there is something savage and almost primal instinct, instinctual about this creature, this being. Okay. Um... That... There's an understanding that's connected, but an inability to kind of ascertain complex thought. You see it's looking at you, and it's looking at you as if it's a low-leveled intelligence creature. Not ready to straight-up attack, but it's not... um, It's not looking to straight-up just attack. But it's not looking to have a conversation, possibly. I'll uh, I'll take one knee and bow before it. Okay, make a persuasion check. Non nat one. Okay, you bow uh, one knee. Do you lower your head and everything, or is it just a knee bow kind of looking up at it? Like, like, just kind of like, uh, like Harry Potter when he sees the buck beak, you know, just kind of maintaining eye contact with it, but just to kind of show passiveness. 
non-nat one. Yes, non-natural one. Okay. All right. That's not a natural one. Okay. What is everyone else doing? I'm Howard is in the corner. And Go I'm uh, I'm gonna ask him if he has any way to. I don't I don't know. I know you can heal and stuff. Can you can you calm this creature down at all in any way? I can try singing. I don't know. That might work. Can I attempt to sing to soothe the monster? With my performance check of plus zero? Make a performance check. Make the performance check. I'll allow I will that. be singing in Goblin. I rolled an eight. Oh. Beautiful. I feel like he's just kind of like annoyed by it. <laughs> not necessarily. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I'm not going to automatically just give that annoyance. Um, it didn't know what to. Ex- it, I didn't know where you guys were going with this. Oh. For the time being. For the time being, it is composed and more or less. Things make an inside check, actually. I'm not just going to tell you. you I'm, I'll make you right. work for this. I got a 25. All right. Just tell me. This thing looks like it's kind of sizing you up. And what language does it speak? As I'm realizing this, the okay. song's kind of slowly trailing off. I'm slowly moving behind one of the braziers. I guess we, yeah, should we? It's looking at you all. It has not made any aggressive movement. Uh, I will say, Remus, you've been a rogue. You're looking at. You're looking for weapon. Ooh. I want to know: Has it actually moved weapons? at all? Has it moved from its spotters? It no, it is. There? It's. No, it is standing in the center of the of the middle uh, brazier right now. And at this point, all of the other four braziers are lit. And it's standing in the middle of the center one, kind of like uh, like standing in it, uh, as if itself is the fire. Just kind of like... <laughs> Does he have... Big red-skinned body, just... Make a perception check. You're a short goblin. Yeah. No, that's not perception. 18, 21 for perception. What if we all just back away from it? Actually, I will use... Where's my, where's my druid mini for the moment? Here he is. Here, I'm gonna send another one just to kind of show what a little bit better one, just for this moment. Guys, we're gonna get a better battle cam map sent to everyone, or set up for everyone watching in the coming future. But second picture um, being sent is the one, uh, essentially Azoth. You're in the right in the middle. Okay. 
Finks and, uh-huh. uh, Finks and Remus were to the bottom left. If you want to be positioned somewhere else, you can let me know. Remus, you've got daggers to spare, right? Like, you, you have a multitude. I just make them with my brain. Okay. So, like, if I were to sacrifice or get rid of a dagger and need another one, you could get one for me? Oh, yeah. I have, a, I have like, two or three of those, so I could probably give you one. All right. I want to uh, take the one dagger that I do have on me very carefully. Okay. Not in an aggressive manner, and lay it. Make a out. sleight of hand. Oh, go ahead. You said sleight of hand. I'm gonna make a sleight of hand check. The mi- just because the minute you are going for this isn't meant to be sneaky. This is just more meant to be a. How subtly will you grab the dagger without it being an aggressive movement? Right. All right. How subtly? Uh, seventeen. Okay, you pull a dagger out, you kind of hand so, it over. Uh, I'm just going to like kind of like lay it. Uh, so he's on, how tall is this um, brazier thingy? How tall is it? This brazier in the middle is easily, this one is five foot tall. Um, like right up to like kind of eye level with you. This one's taller. Right, and so, it is larger. Yeah. Okay, does he have, does he have feet or is he kind of like traditional like wispy bottom or is he like planted like with legs um you know he has feet you right. being up in front of him you would see his feet Fix what what was your role for the perception 21 did you roll for that 21. 21 all right yes you do see uh just picking up from his look you see his body is he's got the sword to his side he's got feet he's standing in the brazier kind of almost kind of like a um Monk, not monks, up almost like a Naruto style, just kind of like posing nicely with his feet in the in the in the coals, just kind of like ready. Just I, I'm gonna uh, I'll basically lay the you the all were waiting for a movement. All right, I'll set the dagger okay. up at his feet. Uh, you know, not like in the ground, but like lay it down. Okay. See if he says anything. All right. He sees you. Um, I'll say make a persuasion check with advantage. All right. Uh, 15. Okay. So you start to get up and you place it on that. As this is happening, what is everyone else doing? So he, he has feet, but they're still in the pot. Yeah, like he's like kind of like standing, like the coals or ashes of where the fight, like where this fire is. It's not doing uh, anything to him. Okay. He's kind of just standing in it. He's not traditional genie style, if that's what you're thinking. He's no, like no, a no, smoke, not at all. Half uh, bottom, bottom. And the four other blur- braziers that were what, three feet tall, and, the, and the, the bowl's only about a foot a foot, ba- uh, foot wide on these ones, uh, four little fires, are <laughs> and the room is now dim lit. You do see that there is the door behind you, behind him, uh, against the wall. And you can look up that there is a pit, that it is uh, dark, but you do see a small square of light at the very, very top. 
What are you guys doing? Should we ask him which door? Ask things. Only one door. Has, has, he, has he spoken at all? Is he's not. He is uh, more or less just kind of... Gr- no one has spoken to him. He's more or less just kind of... I said hi. He did say hi. You said hi, I guess. But he, he didn't take it in. He more or less is uh, kind of doing this like animalistic kind of like... Kind of like a purring, growling, just kind of like, like a like a predator, like a. Do we have any water with us? Thanks. So. <laughs> um, L- large red friend, we are sorry to have intruded on your home, and I point to the sky, and say we're from up there, but we now we're down here. And we don't have a way out. And I repeat that in Infernal. Making assumptions and acting as a translator for things to make him look more prestigious. <laughs> All right. Because if you have a tiefling translator, you got to mean something. Um, I'll say... Let's make a little check. Ooh. All right. Uh... Remus, make a perception check. Or insight. Oh, they're both bad. Oh, that's all right. I'm going to use my side eye with it, though, just to make it better. He's a genius. Oh, that didn't do much better. But I get to go up a size. Hooray. Uh, It's going to be a 15. If it understood either of you it hasn't made a notice to acknowledge it it is just staring around uh... okay uh, all right, guys. What are you doing? Uh, like, so, so, like so, Finks is Finks. Finks has kind of said something to it. Uh, Remus, you kind of said a little bit in Infernal. Azoth, well, I repeated you exactly said a little said, something. Yeah. Why don't you guys? Yeah. Uh, which? Where's the door? Uh, if we're looking at the picture, where's the door behind the him? Opposite of him. him. Okay. Opposite end of him. I guess we'll walk. And along it is the closed. Wall. Why don't you two guys start to just? Each basically go around the perimeter, and I'll still stand in front of him and just slowly make your way towards that back door. I'm gonna do that, and while I'm doing that, I'm just going to be pointing at the door the whole time so it knows where I'm going. I'm not moving, <laughs> I'll do it. Okay, and I'll uh, I'll just try speaking to it and saying, we're just trying to leave. We have somewhere else we need to be, and it's not here. What language did you say that in? Uh, I just druidic. I also, well, I I speak common druidic, elvish, and I understand, I guess, primordial and undercommon. Yeah, so what what, what language do you say this in? Uh, Just my normal, normal tongue. Okay. All right. Um, 
Make dexterity checks, Sphinx and Remus, as you try to. I'm not moving. Suddenly, I'm the only one moving. Gonna... He told me. Oh, you're not moving. Okay, Remus. Okay, Re- okay, Remus. Are you gonna move too? So if you're looking at this at this creature, you move it to the left or right of the room. I would assume the. You're gonna slip left off to the, the left side. Left of the room. Okay. Yeah. Make dex checks. Is uh, you're gonna slip off to the side, and see what happens. Um. So. I, I guess I would notice after like two, like ten feet, that Finks isn't also going correct. Like I'd be looking... ten feet, you would notice. Okay. And you look at how. So if you want to, if you can, if you want to say I, I'm gonna walk. Well, no, I'm saying after ten feet, I would probably you. try to be stealthy if I notice Finks isn't coming with me anymore. Okay. So you walk ten feet. Notice he's not coming with you. You attempt to be stealthy. Make the stealth check. Okay. 22. Okay. Hmm. Let me see something real quick. I would like to attempt to communicate with this monster next after we resolve Remus. I'll let you attempt to... Ki- All right. You feel very subtly, very stealthy, and it may or may not be looking at you. Maybe more uh, focused in on Azoth as he tried to speak to it last. It's looking down at him. Uh, Finks, what do you want to do? I want Finks, make a perception to ask- check, too. Perception? Once I yeah. get to the door, as you're waiting to speak, natural twenty. Yeah. Okay, nat twenty. I, I will say that. you're noticing because you're waiting to speak. You watched Azoth speak. Everyone's kind of watching every movement happen because this is a very large, very scary looking creature with a very long sword that looks about twice the size of Finx's body. At least. The minute. Remus begins to shift. Its hands start to move over to its side for its sword. Okay, well, I'm going to continue what I'm doing quickly then. So, um, I'm going yes. to use. So, the, what do you want to communicate? The Moutergy spell. And part of that is I can cause flames to flicker, brighten, dim, or change colors for one minute. And I'm going to attempt oh. to use the light of the fire to make a shadow puppet show to explain our situation. Amazing. Pictures. Performance oh. of persuasion with your spell modifier. I wish I could save that 20. Um, that would be an 11 with the spell modifier. Uh, as you attempt to pull some of the fire and the flames from the basins, for our brazers, kind of flicker. You see the eyes flare red as this creature takes two swipes instantly right down at Azoth with its sword. The minute magic has happened, it lightning fast grabs its double scimitar and just as what is what is everyone's language as they speak? Azoth, you already don't speak this. Remus, you speak infernal, common, and what? 
He's muted. I didn't muted. press the thing it told me to. Uh, I just said the other one was Thieves Can't, so. Mm. Infernal and Common. Thanks, Goblin and Common, right? Goblin and Common. All right. Uh, you all hear a rough. Uh, Unique, kind of almost a, a unique language where it's like, unbeknownst to you, none of you speak this language. As he brings down two uh, cleaves of his sword rated Azoth in front of him, being the closest. That one carried over poorly. And I'm sorry, man. All right. First one is a 19 plus to hit. Uh, I believe yeah. that one does hit, correct? Yeah. All right. First one hits. Seven. Second one is a seven plus. Which AC? It's a uh, fifteen. Fifteen. Second one also hits then. Yeah. Uh, with the seventeen. Um, my dice over here. So I'll use Apple's chest of dice. All right. First one is eight slashing damage. Right. Second one is six slashing damages. As the blades just graze over your uh, shoulders on each one, just dealing some damage because you weren't expecting the, the quick swipes, but not cleaving in with as much strength as it could possibly. Okay. <laughs> I I'm dead. You all, I'll get you, you guys see Finks or Azoth drop. Roll for initiative, everyone. The flames, as it begins to fight uh, with anger, the four braziers roar and rip uh, f- uh, fire to the ceiling, which you now look up is a ceiling, and this is a 15 foot tall above the brazier. Uh, so there's a, so is it a twenty foot tall ceiling total, and the brazier flames from the four other ones shoot up and rocket to the top, as just four pillars of flame. All right, Remus, what you got? Thirteen. All right, and real quick, we didn't discuss it beforehand. Are we good with sneak attack rules? I believe so. So on a roll where you have, on the first attack of your turn, if you have advantage, you gain sneak attack damage. Yeah. Or if you don't have advantage, it has to be the parried because, think- the, because the creature is trying to decide who am I blocking against. The minute you hit him, it goes... Oh, you're the one that dealt sneak attack. I now understand that you are a yeah, threat. No, I, I got you. I think the issue was I either it wasn't in the message or I just skimmed over the of your each round because I think it just read first attack in the message when I read it the first time and I was like, oh, so it, which also made sense. I'm like, all right, you only get to sneak up on it on your first approach of a character. That makes sense in a way. But like, I got you. Yeah, because so that's kind of the the parrying is trying to figure out you you being the rogue, you know how to weave in between and get those yeah. precise blocks. And up until you up until you make your presence known, it's expecting an attack from someone else. That being said, Sentinel would work because let's say Finks is fighting him in combat. This a creature's entertained with Finks. It's not going to see a sneak attack coming from you. Yeah. 
Well, that's that's the whole. So the, that the would be. It's, it's using my reaction while it's attacking to attack it. Yes. So. So I'll allow you to throw a sneak attack on it. Jeremy Crawford did the tweet did the tweet where sneak attack could be dealt multiple times per round, but you then use your reaction. So yeah. I mean that could be that can mean a lot if you give up a reaction. So Azoth, what'd you roll for initiative? I was I supposed to roll? I'm dead. He's dead. Yeah. Well. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. You, yeah. Don't roll, roll. Yeah. Roll, roll initiative still. Nat one. Oh. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, perfect. I'm a ton. Well, at least you out of the way for that's that fine. instead of the death roll. Right? Yeah. Let's see what happens and wait for everyone else. Let's oh, plus three, so it's technically right, top of the four. Round. Oh, real? Right, Net on, one plus three, um, so it's a four. Right, give me a second. Hold on. Uh, oh. Oh, I can manually edit that. This is weird. Uh, running counter, so hold on. So, uh, yeah, three. You had a four. Remus was thought my puppet show would get killed. I'm sorry, he's off. That's fine. I'm used to it by now. The puppet show. Uh, it's all right. It's an episode. It's, all right. it's speaking a language no one understands. <laughs> Wasted my. Um, I'll say Azoth. I'm gonna give you a. I'm gonna give you a wisdom check from the dead. As your. Uh, as your elven body slinks off, do you remember anything before you see darkness? Make a wisdom check. 19? You did remember seeing there being elven runic-like carvings on the brazier. Perhaps speaking a different language would produce different results. All good. Isn't Elvin my... Come around, Remus, what are you doing? Uh, where am I now What's on up? the map? Wait, hold on, wait, real quick. What's up, Azoth? Isn't Elvin what? Isn't Elvin my native tongue then, or no? Or is that something... Is it, is it common different than... Common is essentially everyone speaking English, where oh. everyone just knows the Everybody same common those. tongue. Oh, I, see, I figured common was, since I was an elf, common... Is no, no common, common is, is common as everyone. Mm. Mm-hmm. Got it. If you see something that is that is elven, you want to say, oh, I'm gonna speak an elven to this person. Cool, good to know. It's all good. No, I, I, I that was that's something I thought you knew that. Elvish all good? Makes sense. Maybe he's like, um, one of those, like, in this... guys, the, the elvish language kind of slips in the common. He's a druid. Not enough with this. Not enough with this at this moment. Unfortunately, this thing is chained and has. There's things happening. Anyway, four braziers blasting, rocketing pillars of flame to the sky. This creature's in front of you. Uh, look at Hardy. What are you doing, Fink, uh, Remus? Uh, where am I now? Because I I moved and I you I, are I, I... off to the uh, left of the room, back left yeah. pillar. Um, okay, so I'm not far. Is essentially, he... uh, front. I'm gonna say front of the room is if you're looking at the picture. Front of the room is where the door is. Yeah. Um. So is he still looking okay. at Azoth and Finks, or where is he facing? He is staring at Finks's body, laying on the ground. My body. 
Azoth's body. Azoth's body. Okay, cool. I'm sorry, not Finx's body. Well, Azoth's cool, body. But... Azoth's body. Um, I'm going to try this then. I'm going to run up to his big bracer behind him. Got it. And I'm going to cast Arcane Lock on the bracer that he's standing in. Thinking it can lock him in place since he hasn't left the magic fire that he's come out of. Or potentially locking him out of whatever that is, and maybe he needs it for his power. Yeah, I love how you are like, I'm going to mess with this spell. Um, okay. You got to use 25 true, gold pieces. That's it is true, technically. Drop twenty five gold pieces. All good. I'm assuming that that uh, for for you for Re- Remus for you uh, you casting spells in the quick moments. You don't need specific spell components, but if it tells a gold piece, you're allowed to substitute a specific component for a specific gold amount if you wish. If you have that available. Okay. Oh yeah, I got twenty five gold pieces. Okay. That's, that's no problem. Um. But like other people, if you want to cast a spell that says you need a gold-plated chalice with this many diamonds, you need to go buy that. It'll cost what it says, but you need to go purchase that item. You don't just say, oh, by the way, I'm going to cast this big spell because I have this much gold laying around. Not that way. Remus, we're going to work with it. You got Mammon's Touch. So you pull a little bit of gold and you're like... You try to twist this locking motion around the brazier. Uh, You cast a spell and you don't feel it kind of purchase anything. Well, I tried. And then I'm going to... Since I assume he hasn't seen me, I'm going to bonus action hide behind him. Make a self check. Are you just going to try and hide straight behind him or are you going like, to dip behind one of the smaller braziers? No, I'm just crouching down right behind his brazier. You said it's about five or so feet tall at least, so he's yeah. pretty high up there. It's pretty high up. All right. Eight. Okay. Um Damn, I mean you guys see Remus dip out behind this giant red hulking figure. Finks, what are you doing? Alright, so Finks is going to cast the Create Water spell, um, but I'm going to do it um, as one of the alternative modes. Um, so the material is some water, so I'm just going to spit in his hand and just kind of conjure up a cloud and throw it up, and I'm going to make a 30-foot cube um, of rain in the room. And my intent here is I want to create a steam smoke screen from his fires to obscure what we're doing and i'm going to attempt after that attempt to grab azoth and drag him out away from this guy all right so you're gonna put the steam uh where do you try to place it on the map if you're going to cast this ball specifically um so 30 feet in the room let me see where is it centered on is what i'm saying i guess on him so i can get as much fire as possible you want it on him all right yeah as long as i can hit basically make the uh He's got fire under him, right? Yes. I mean, shouldn't 30 feet hit all of these? Yeah, it should. Uh, What level is Create Water at? Level one. Cantrip, or is it a spell? Level one spell. Level one. Um, I'll say use your... uh, As you do this, use your wisdom... uh, Roll a d20 and add your wisdom modifier. Um, 
11. Um, Remus, make a perception check. Again, that one. All good. Uh, what is steam? All right, room is, and it's gonna rain for the next. As minute. the steam starts to billow out throughout this room, kind of just, uh, it's looking like a steam lodge. As there are multiple sources of fire and multiple sources of uh, rain and mist coating in, and it is looking a like a nice misted up sauna sauna in this room uh azoth oh i i still gotta make my move though oh you have a movement still yep and i'm, I'm gonna yes. attempt to pop in there and drag azoth out mm-hmm. with a disengage <laughs> i don't know if i can disengage while dragging what's your what's your speed 30 all right you can get right to him um Make a stealth check with disadvantage. I'll give you the full movement because I would say that you wouldn't be trying to be, uh, you're going to try and be urgent and seeing him go down. With disadvantage? Uh, with disadvantage. Sorry. Right, 12. Um, you get him and pull him around the pillar to the back left corner. Okay. And at least get out of the visual range of this creature. I'll let that happen in that. You pull him in at the extent of your movement. Azoth. Here's uh, rule number one. 19. That is a save. Cool. That's a save. Uh, Okay. This, uh... Who speaks... No one speaks elf other than Azoth here right now. Um, you know what? At this moment, I'm going to Jaeger and take control of Howard. As you all see a... Actually, I'm going to see. Advantage. Um, I'll say right now, stealth checks have advantage while in the mist for the time being, for the mo- for the time being in this. Uh, let's see, what is that? Okay, Howard Stealth. Um, you guys see, uh, things, you see a flash of yellow pop around a pillar, and the tarp that Remus had you uh, had dropped. You see it thrown. There's a flash of yellow. There's a screech of pain. You hear. Uh, what? Uh, no! Oh! As you hear a, as Howard, uh, as you hear a, bo- a humanoid body drop to the ground in pain. Oh no! Remus, make a perception check. Uh, oh, not twenty. Worst to first. Worst to first. Two things happen. You see, first thing. Is this cre- uh, this creature ahead of you 
bends over, crippling in pain. Just speaking some extra plainer language. As he bends over uh, slightly, you see this tarp that you had tried to parachute sort of with. Yeah. Has covered the bottom right uh, brazier and has snuffed it out. Uh, He has the room, only has three braziers now. Okay. Uh, It is now his turn. Let's see. Seeing that, he is going to do a quick uh, look around at disadvantage. Ooh. That's a 7-7. Seven, seven. What's his perception? Perception is... Uh, what's everyone's... Uh, see, Finks, what did you roll for stealth? You rolled 20... You rolled a 12? Yeah. Correct? Yeah, that was for the uh, last one. Remus, what was your stealth? My stealth was a 28. You see uh, this, cre- this creature behind you just <sighs> rip his head around, look around, <sighs> not seeing anyone, <sighs> looking up for just a moment, and almost having a wince of pain hit it, and it will grab a ring uh, as it turns around to look at the door, grabs a ring on his hand, spins it, and you see it go invisible. Oh. Doors closed behind you, by the way. All right, top of the round. Remus, what are you doing? Wasn't it always closed? Yes. It was closed. Okay. I, I wasn't <laughs> sure if it, like, but turns around and closed the door, too. Hey, so, um, real nope. quick. If it's raining in here and he turned invisible, can we still try to see him? It's like from a the ghost. Rain? It's like, there is. Devil. Yeah, that's the movie I was thinking of. <laughs> there is a... Shimmer? There is a subtle um there may be a, there may be an advantage or a different DC to per, to perceive him. Okay. Um uh, but so how I'm about 10 15 feet from Howard right now. Mhm. Okay. So I'm uh, going no, from Howard you would be cuz I'm behind the big brazier. Behind the big brazier which is in the center so you'd be Potentially, what, two over, about 20 feet away from Howard, 15, 20 feet from Howard, depending on how okay. he was falling. So I'm going to use half my movement to go to Howard. I'm going to take my wet blanket from him okay. since that fires out. Now I'm going to use the rest of my movement to get to the adjacent bracer on this side and try and smother that one. So back left one. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. You throw this on it. You uh, make a perception check. All right. Fifteen. Fifteen. Um, as you pull the the tarp off the one, the flame again rips up to the ceiling. 
kind of doing a uh, a new hissing noise as it as this fire is now meeting this steam and rain mist again and you moving can hear a yes <laughs> kind of a chuckle in a slipped common from this creature somewhere in this room as it's invisible you can throw it on the other one and in the moment of you throwing on it you hear a again moment of pain as you throw the wet tarp over this brazier ceasing the fire flow on this column. I tell Howard to use his stupid yellow cloak for the, that one. This is my tarp. And that's it. Okay. Perfect. Thanks. What are you doing? You're muted if you said something. I sure did say something. Um, I said I'm curing wounds ah. and off. And I'm healing you for 13 points. So I'm Azoth. dead. You're back. You're not dead. You are back. Guess who's back? Again. All right. JD's back. Tell a friend. He's back. <laughs> Guess who's back. So Azoth... Uh, Made of made of Fink's combat, you just <gasps> oh that hurt. Um, All right, Fink's. What else you want to do with your turn? Bonus action, hide. Make a stealth check. Sixteen, nineteen. Okay. Presumably, Actually, you, know uh, you feel very. Oh, can I yeah. can I attempt to move first? Can I? I want to move to the towards the door, but still stay behind a uh, a pillar. If there's any left, there are there are the four pillars still. There is the one now next to you where you brought Azoth that yeah. Remus ran over to, and now covered. Okay. So that pillar of flame is out. Can I get? Do you want to run that's... towards one towards the door? I want to get towards the doors, the the one that's closest to to me now, towards the door. So to the okay. left of the door um, from the picture you sent, and then hide. Yeah. Uh, perfect. I'll let you roll that. Uh, was it nineteen? Nineteen. Nineteen here because different movement. All right, you feel like you are stealthily hidden, running in again. You're smaller body. You're a goblin. You're not big. You're not clunky. Uh, you don't carry big, heavy armor as a cleric usually does, which may help you in your, your battles. All right. Azoth, your turn. What are you doing? You just, you're on the ground. There's a brazier next to you that is covered with a giant tarp. Make a perception check. Nine. Nine. There's a tarp covering the brazier next to you. There's no fire coming out from that. But you see three other lights of flame amongst uh, the mist and the steam that it uh, is uh, just steaming out. All right. Uh, I guess knowing from what I saw before I blacked out um, in Elvish, I will scream out, brother, we come in peace. Make a persuasion check with advantage. No, I'll say straight 
different DC. I'll adjust that. No advantage given on this one. So just straight? Yeah. You're not you're not speaking you're not speaking to a language that doesn't <laughs> Okay. You hear responding in Elvish. You are no brother of mine. I live only to serve, bound and chained. You too shall die in this tomb, just as I have. He commands it. Uh, That's just a quick response for you. Still my turn, right? Oh, it's still your turn. I'll give you that as a quick action. Just, you woke up. Brother, we come in peace! Um, you were said that there is no brother of you. This thing is... You were meant to die in this tomb just as he has. Just I still want to... Just, just as something something else commands it to be. Uh, I want to shout back in Elvish that we can free him. Make a persuasion check? Roll well. 11? Strong 11. Oh, dice roll. Uh, Maybe it worked. I still have inspiration, (laughs) though. Do you? If you I mean, have it, you're allowed. If you have DM inspiration, I'll let you. You can re-roll it. All right, I'll. I'll here, let me do that then. And you said persuasion. Let's see. Wasn't any better, but you make you you are attempting to barter. It's all good. Um, you do recall the kind of flashing back, you do recall the chain on the collar mentioning bound almost as in a servitude sense. Take that knowledge with you as you will. Alright. Can I then since I haven't actually made an attack or an action move yet and I've just spoken, can I just attempt to wait. I'm I'm behind something still, right? So like I'm out of a range of attack. Finks, did you grab me behind the? Yeah, I, I break. Okay. I dragged you back behind the. Yeah, you, oh. you're behind the bottom left pillar. Okay. Here's the thing: is that technically you're still on the ground because Finks dragged you. Unless you want to use half your movement to get up. I just want to make sure that I'm like out of attack range at this point, or at least I'm hidden. Um, you you don't know. Okay. You can't see this creature. Right. You woke up and you have no idea where it is. You just see steam and the pillar of the, the brazier. The, the, the pillars that I have in the picture, those are the braziers. Then, or smaller ones. The, the, that brazier is is out and it's covered with a tarp. All right. I'm going to cast um, Healing Word on myself at third level just to get some of my hit points back. Okay. Uh, Ooh, okay. All right. Any special way you cast this? Any special words of wisdom you 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 give yourself? Um, I'm I'm just uh, I'm just gonna be like we 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 gotta stop going to the dark side. <laughs> it's <laughs> we this has gotta stop. We gotta stay healthy. Drink more water. <laughs> I'll, I'll just I'll just let the rain fall on me and take in the rain. <laughs> just a Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
don't think it's raining that hard. I got the poo on me. Not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, heal of 13 points. Very nice. There we go. And I guess that's my turn. Let's see. Here, essentially, right now, I'm just going to tip this brazier just for I know this one is done. Does Howard use his coat to cover the other one? Let me see if he does. Actually, no. Wrong die. Let me give. Let me use the yellow die for Howard's decisions. I don't want to Jaeger him fully. Roughly the same. Um, you all hear a fellow companion in the far right corner scream in agony still. Um, just uh, screaming in pain. Oh, my head. I, uh-huh. Oh. Don't know why. It is now this creature's turn. Um, it is going to do a check to see where is everyone. Disadvantage. All right. It is. Remus, you stealthing? What was your stealth? Che- what was your stealth check? The last time I did one was the twenty-eight. Was that be- was that from when you were behind the brazier or when you uh, came around the other side? I don't think we redid it. Okay. Um, so since, since moving around and throwing the brazier, you're kind of obvious right there. I'll say not as stealthy. It's a 14 hit. I don't believe so, but let me double check. It does. My AC is 14. All right, so you get hit with two balls of fire that Uh, come from the opposite way. Finks, right next to you, right in front of the door, a large red body hulking eight and a half feet tall appears, doesn't acknowledge you to its peripheral, to its side, as it is just <laughs> he will freeze me at last once you are here to take my place. And foo, foo, launching two fireballs at you. Okay, so did I get two or did hit? Okay, so the fireballs were. You me. get hit with two okay. of them. No, that's fine. Oh, I, yeah. I just I thought the way you were telling me we both got two. No, right, no, so what no, are they? no, he's throwing two at you. They are, first one is, oh, I got 5d6. Hold on. Good thing I'm a tiefling. Oh, I rolled low. Oh, I rolled low. <laughs> um, 11 for the one fireball. So half is five. I have resistance to fire damage because I'm a tiefling. That is true. So yes, half would be five. Okay. The... Second fireball is going to be um, 12, 
23 damage right, so of the set from the second one. So 11. What is it? Uh, yeah, we'll say 11 right now. I can't. I can't remember how, how the half goes up or down. I believe I don't know. So let's throw it at 11. Okay. I've always yeah. played around. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to fight. Yeah. Oh, I always I always sort of round it up and down. I I round it up usually, but let's throw it with eleven. You're a tiefling. I don't know the exact ruling on it. It's fine. Right. Someone wants to check the ruling on the half damage. Let me know. But you're a tiefling. Eleven damage of fire from the second fireball. Yeah, you're lucky that those came at you and not someone else. Yeah. Uh, as you were hit with these these balls of fire, you just kind of embrace it and just it uh, warms you up and kind of lights this fire. That all right. This thing's not playing around. Google Google says right always now. round down. Always round down? All right. That's we'll what the down. first thing on Google says. I'll, I'll keep looking. Um, find, me, find, find me a uh, sage advice or D&D from Wizards of the Coast. I'll, I'll, that's where I prefer. All right. It's all good. Yeah. Remus, top of the round is your turn. Uh, Thanks, you're up on deck, so just be ready. So... I have to think of what to put this down. Um, I guess I'll just place a dagger on top of the tarp for weight. And then I'm going to run over to Howard. You're trying to, like, stab it in. Are you going to, like, set it on the dagger? Yeah, I'm setting it on the tarp, so the tarp's just set set in the center. That way no air gets through. It's still closed. Um... I'm gonna go okay. over to Howard. Like so I go to Howard. What's, go over to Howard. What's, what's up with Howard? He's screaming. Um, Howard is on the ground next to the pillar, grasping his head, um, kind of writhing in pain on the ground. All right, this is gonna be very troublesome, but I'm going to try and take his coat off of him to put on the brazier while he's writhing around. Uh, I need you to make a wisdom save. Oh, thank God I rolled high at least. I don't know what my save mod is. Wisdom save. Come on, be okay. I got a 19. You're you're taking off Howard's coat and you're throwing it over the brother Brazier. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, You pull this coat off of him. He instantly starts to like kind of claw and scratch and fight at you that you don't get to take this from him. Um, You rolled an 18? No, I rolled a 19. I rolled a nat 1 on 19? All right. You rolled a nat 1 on fighting you. Good. You do know that this is Howard's item. Like, this is his coat. I'm just covering it up. I'm happy when he comes back from this. You don't know what's happening. You're about to put it over a fire, a, a brazier that is shooting fire. I thought there was a mist. Yeah. So it's just coat. I don't know what's going to happen to a coat. Slightly. That's enough. It's not like it was dumped and doked. Like, no, so no, you're, but if you, you, if you, you stand in the rain for like just... two rounds, you're, you're, you get enough on you where if so, it's on the inside, I'm just so going to put what it I guess on the inside. What what is it? Is the spell like raining or is it mist? Because I picture I saw it as mist, but is it is is it rain? It's rain, and then when it hits the fire, it would create a mist effect, and that's that was my intention. That's not the spell. That's just the environment. 
Okay, so the spell is rain. Yeah, it's yeah. raining in this room. Okay, different. Okay, what, your re- argument for Venus, that's valid. Okay. Fair enough. I, I, keep I the, thought, it was, the I thought you were pretty missing anyways. Yes. I'm like, yes, there's mist in the room, but just because it's mist doesn't mean it's soaking damp wet. Rain, if it is rain it's creating, yes. Yeah. The, I walking outside for 10 seconds in a, in a, in a rainstorm in a small enclosed encased space that would create a, a wetness. So, yes. Throw it over. Um, you fought that from him? Who knows what that's going to have for lasting effects. He may not like that when he comes back. We and you throw it over the, the fire and... Oh, yeah. I know you can fix the coat. Howard may not like it, though. It's all... This is all fun and games, so I love this. You do throw it over the second breacher. You hear a... <laughs> thinks next to you, this creature just... <laughs> as it starts to kind of spit blood next to you as the second brazier is currently... That's three, right? Not on, not, it's currently two of them. Two are completely out, or essentially that are two, two of them that are out. There's the center one still that has a just perpetual, just kind of magical flame essence. But the two in the back, the one, the one that's in front of you, thinks this is still, still raging pillar flame to the ceiling. It's my turn. Okay. All, All right. right. Remus, All right. uh, Anything you want to finish up on that? Was that it? The flip? Uh, I didn't know if that was my action to do all that stuff with the coat. Um, ripping the coat from him and, and throwing it over on. the brazier, that would be the action. Yeah. Because yeah, so it's not like the coat was, was slacked over him. It's like it's on his arms. Yeah. So you took the time it. to kind of wrestle it out of his out of him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for me then. Okay. Cool. Uh, thanks. It is your turn. Azoth on deck. All right, so the one that I'm hiding behind is on fire currently. So I am going to use create mm-hmm. water again um, in the other way this time, and I'm just going to make 10 gallons of clean water. And it says I need a container. I'm going to use the brazier as the container, and I'm just going to fill it with 10 gallons the of water. The one in front of you. Oh, yeah, the one that's, yeah. He, okay. I'm on the other side of this guy, right? Uh, yeah, it's uh, here. I'm going to throw a picture. So we pick up real quick and make sure that these are moves. I guess what I'm asking is I'm not in a threatened space, correct? Uh, I'll I'll walk around to the other side of it. I mean, I'll let you say you walk around. So right now, ignore the the picture I sent you. You're essentially in between the wall to the left. You're kitty cornered, kind of. Yeah, let me me sneak around. So, um, yeah, on the other side of... Him. So it goes, so it goes, creature, brazier, thinks. Yeah. And then I'm going to fill the brazier okay. with the water. Make a stealth check with disadvantage. Because you are next to him and. 25 and two. Oh, eight. Uh, okay, so I guess I got an eight. All right. As you move away, it is uh, this creature is going to make a reactionary swipe at you, just as an opportunity attack, and that hits um, the twenty nine. Yep, I believe, and 
13 damage. Uh, slicing damage, uh, slashing damage as this giant arcing blade slings up from the waist and <laughs> carves off the ground. You hear that as it grinds through the ground, there's this uh, along the stone, there's this it's <laughs> as it rips up and just cleaves part of your armor, uh, slashing through part of your uh, part of your shield and into your arm plate. Give me a 13 damage. Okay. You do the gallon. <laughs> he is looking hurt again. Can I attempt to make an intimidation check? And just kind of be like, hey, more water where that came from? Yes. Make an intimidation check. 18. Little fool. The goblin dies first. As this uh, red creature speaks in Elven directly to you, Azoth. Turn. All right. All right. Acknowledges you. Uh, Intimidation was a what? 18. 18? Okay. You made yourself known. You've intimidated a bit, but <sighs> this is a warrior get... proud. Yeah, I want to get bargaining back on the table here. Yeah. Threaten threaten them, whatever I got to do. Yeah. I'll go. I will... uh... Oh, is it still your turn, Fix? No, I'm done. Okay. Unless he wants to move. Azoth. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get a way out of slashing damage, but not at slashing range, I guess. Move over. Yeah. All right. Move back towards Remus's direction to get away from him. Okay. All right. Azoth, what do you do? In Elvish, I will stare at him again and say, as the one who brought you here today, I command you to stand down. Make an intimidation check. I'm not very intimidated. <laughs> 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 That's not my strong suit. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, hey. I'm what not- up, Danny? He's watching. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um He laughs at me. You did not bring me here. All right. I came here of my own will. Trapped as you are. I don't remember how I came here. I don't remember who I was. I just know that I am to serve. Trapped. Amongst this chamber. Amongst these halls. Amongst this tomb. Azoth's fed up. He's had enough. He's he, he kind of washes him off and he looks over at the uh the last two remaining lit up uh uh braziers and uh he's gonna oh, yeah, I guess there's two. Well there's technically you know what I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna technically two, but there is one blazing with a with a tower of flame. The one in the far corner is blazing. Uh 
far right, the one in the center that the creature came out of is it's not put out. It's not being affected by the water. Well, as far as you're noticing. So uh, I'm going to uh, cast Control Flames. And I can do this up to uh I can control up to three separate entities of flames uh, within a five-foot cube of each one. So I'm going to extinguish both flames. Yeah. Firebender now. Oh. I took fire and water, because why not? And I can do swamps. I'll do Earth, too. Um, I'm going to be Captain Planet. Captain Planet. He's racing. So, uh... <laughs> I'll uh, say, okay. I, I tried being nice. I, I tried talking to him. I didn't attack him. I, I, I was coming in peacefully, and now he's just... It's okay. It's it's all good. I dropped subtle hints from last week. I didn't know if anything was going to be carried over, reminded, or or anyone made notes. It's fine. This is, this is adventuring. Uh, unfortunately, Elvish was not stated to be spoken first. It's fine. Cool. I believe last week it was Howard that noticed it because he has comprehend languages going at all times. But unfortunately, I don't believe Howard made a mo- made a comment. No, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's why there was that reset at the beginning of today. It's it is um it's all good. It's fine because this is fun how it's running out. Uh, as you cast control flames, pointing it at the uh. Because you only target one five five foot cube at a time. No, I can. And so you could. It says uh, if I cast it multiple times, I can have up to three of its effects active at one time. Being raided, guys. What? We have fifty-two people in the Twitch chat. We're being raided. Oh no! No way! There we go. All right. So as you go over, reach out. So here's the thing is that it is non-magical flame as it is meant to be. Uh, As you launch some uh, flames over, as you launch control flame at the far right corner, trying to pull it in, you uh, go to cease it, seeing that the watering and the dampening effect of the other brazers are are, uh, extinguishing this power of this giant uh, flaming genie looking creature. You go to squash it, and as you do, the flame pushes out over and pulses with a strength. Not being affected. Uh, up next, this uh, creature looks around and goes, All right. Elf, how old are you? Do you know the old tongue? Uh, how old are you? Oh, that's a good question. As it starts to try to backtrack from this high elven that you recognize into this archaic broken down as it is kind of fumbling over its words, forgetting its native tongue. Uh, It is going to then throw an attack at you for a fireball. 23 to hit. Yeah. That hits. Uh, That is 5d6. Eight, eleven, sixteen, twenty-one. 
21 fire damage. Boom! Smashes into you. Uh, it screams out to someone else. Screams out within everyone. The elf dies! Uh, wait, 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 wait. In Elvin, it screams this. Um, yes? Uh, hold on. I have absorb elements. Yes. Yes. Is it a reaction? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. It's a reaction. I'll let you take it. One reaction. Take it. I, okay, so I don't know how to do that. Uh, did I just roll Okay. One? Just believe in yourself. Roll the spell. Roll for it. Because in this moment, it is now going to throw its second fireball at the goblin. I got a six. Oh. Nat one. Ha-ha. <laughs> just over you, Finks, you see a fireball, the hurling blast. Smashes into the wall just above you, looking like it could have singed you. Absorb elements. What does it do, real quick? That's a good question, but I rolled a six. You got hit with. uh, All right. You. Oh, incoming energy lessens effects, stores it for my next melee attack. Uh, First time I hit it. You have resistance to the spell. So you'll have resistance to fire, and then the All next right. time you have damage melee, you have fire punch. All right. So I'll take a problem instead of 21. All okay. Right. So half damage, uh, 10 damage. Okay. Take. Take 10, 10 fire damage, and then you have what? Uh, 10 fire damage on your next attack, right? Yes. That's what it does then? Yep. Sweet. So you kind of smashed in the chest with this fire energy, and as it kind of uh, scores over your druidic body, you start to, almost in this firebend motion of this uh, druidic trance of, and you kind of suck it in into your chest, and you're like, and you get ready as you uh, p- position your next attack, imbuing that fire, this fire uh, power and damage ready. Yep. Uh, Remus, top of the round, what are you doing? Uh, so I've just wrestled Howard. He's still writhing on the ground, I feel. Have we covered up all the braziers yet? We just finished that up? You have not. There is one brazier left. I tried to, I tried to snuff it and did nothing. Uh, well, there, there's the one main... There's the middle brazier in the middle that is larger, five foot tall. Yeah. Uh, two foot, three foot wide brim that has got a small crackle fire where the... Essentially, for everyone watching, what we're looking at is an Ifrit, uh, Freedy popping out of it in the center. Uh, that one is there, but then there is the fourth smaller brazier in the far right of the corner that is uh, shooting a 20-foot column high of fl- uh, flame straight up into the ceiling. Okay, so I'm going to run over to that column. I'm going to have one of my barrel lids out and just use it to grab as much water on it as possible as I'm running and then pop it down on the final brazier. The barrel lid, not the barrel? Okay. Uh, yeah, the soggy, make... the soggy lid. Uh, just make a dexterity, straight dex check. You're okay. good, Adam. You're a rogue, but you know. Oh, 21. Yeah. 21. Uh, I'll say with that, Remus, you pick up, scoop up a bit of the water from one of the barrel lids that you're, uh, from your barrel lid um, item. You go running over and you just kind of throw a little bit of water splashing into it. There is a slight and this large creature goes, I don't know what that this, means. Uh, you do not recognize this language. Um, no, you so do not. While I'm so, running over there, could I, while I close it up, can I, like, close and then use my body and latch onto it and, like, knock it over? 
Uh, make an athletics check right. to see if you can slam down on the perhaps magical fired bra- uh, brazier and hold and and close it. Athletics. I'm not good. Fourteen. Fourteen. Wait. You you get on top die? of it and it's kind. Of, use your side die. All right. This is when you use it, man. I got a 17 now. Perfect. As you go to run over carrying the water, you see you you splash a little bit of water from the uh, barrel. You see that it really doesn't do anything but piss off essentially the uh, the Afridi as it looks over at you and you're just like, uh, it doesn't work as you dive and kind of belly flop onto it, holding on and clenching onto it, trying to cover it up. And with the magical barrel lid, it ceases the blow of fire. It is almost like that pot, that pan lid. It's not a perfect cover and ceasing, but you're fighting it. You're kind of holding on and trying to keep and just stay shut. I'll say with that moment, uh, Remus, you being next to where the where the being is, because it's standing next to the brazier, it looks over at you, but it's looking in pain as you're covering over the bit, the final brazier, kind of holding it down, going, uh-uh. I got you. Uh, it's looking to take more pain. It looks significantly weakened with the four braziers apparently either doused out with water or covered and sealed shut. Thanks. What are you doing? Um, I am going to... Hmm. So the one in the middle, does that still have that same intensity? Um, yes, it's more of like just a subtle, kind of like a flickering light, almost like a Charmander tail, just ever just (laughs) flickering persistently. All right, right. so I'm going to take advantage of the steam in the room. I'm going to cast my, uh, my duplicate and, uh, I want to have it pop up basically between this guy and the door. Between this guy and the door. All right. Yes. And uh, I'm going to try to piss him off a little bit. I'm going to cast, uh, I'm going to try to do some damage to him. Hopefully he'll take a swing and maybe knock down the door. We'll see what happens here. Um, okay. So I'm going to do an, inf- what is what I got? A guiding bolt. I'm going to hit him with the guiding bolt. Ah, all right. Uh, I can't remember. Saver, you had attack. You're making an attack. An attack. One, so 23 to hit. Oh, that hits. That hits. All right. right, that will do 13 damage from the duplicate. And uh, again, hopefully, I, I, I don't want to be, I want real things to be hidden. I want duplicate to be very obvious. Okay, give me one second. I gotta adjust this. Um, throughout this course of combat, you guys have known that covering up the fires are significantly wounding it. This is some of the first damage you've actually have done to this thing as it is now. <sighs> as it turns around at the false image of the goblin, the uh, duplicate behind it. Not, let me see, let me make a wisdom check. That's a nat one. Um, yeah, what's her wisdom score? Is it in a free? It's, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to honor the nat one because it's been locked up there for a hell of a time. Oh, that's funny. I just casually rolled the same die twice and it's a nat 20. That's funny. But uh, nat one, it's distracted right now by the alternative uh, duplicate. I'm going to turn around. Uh, Azoth, your turn. What are you doing? 
Um, the most recent picture you sent to us. Uh, where am I in shot of the? Uh... Hold on, let me see that most recent picture you sent. All right. Hey everyone, if you all want to see the most recent picture that we're talking about, I'm currently posting it on our podcasters Instagram, which is podcasters underscore tabletop gaming. You want to see what's currently happening with everyone? You're all going to see this right now. Live. Also, shout out mm-hmm. DCT Industries. That's yeah. right. Uh-huh. Our very lovely sponsor who's doing another giveaway for us this week. All right. Giving so- away those dies. I want to, since my next melee strike is going to be, have an additional six dive fire damage. I want to, I'm going to run up to it, cast Shillelagh on my quarterstaff, and strike at its uh, collar, specifically at its collar around its neck. All right, make an attack roll. All right. All right so, how do you take up? How do you add a picture on face on Instagram anymore? Oh, there it is. The plus sign. It's, it's weird. Do. do you know how to upload yeah, videos weird. to Facebook? <laughs> What's that from? <laughs> it's a commercial. <laughs> it's a commercial. <laughs> you guys uh, go. Fifteen sorry. to hit. <laughs> Fifteen to hit. Let me see. His AC is. AC is 17, does not hit, does not hit, unfortunately. All right. I'll disengage and uh, hide behind where, uh... yeah, I'll just, I'll disengage and get away from striking range from it. Perfect. All right. Uh, Let me throw this up on everyone. D&D, Twitch. Dungeons, uh, Dragons, at DCT Industries, which everyone, please head on over and check out our sponsor, DCT underscore Industries. They are a Western New York local gaming group that is coming up and putting up the first game called Kaimon. It's a Mon tabletop game. Uh, oh, minis and combat. Think Pokemon, Digimon, mashed with Warhammer. It's really cool. It's really exciting. I did an interview with the creator, Jeff. That is a, uh, there's an interview that is going to be dropping via our podcast at the network, BICBP-radio.com. Go to podcasters. Uh, the episode will be dropping after we are done playing into tomorrow. So look for that. You can check that out. There's going to be a giveaway going away for that. Uh, Raging Tiger. Drop a link possibly if you can find it. BICBP-radio.com at the podcast. Drop our link in there so people can check out for that if you don't mind. Thank you so much. All right. That hit does not have, uh, does not land, unfortunately, uh, Azoth. What do you do with the rest of your turn? I'm going to disengage. You're going to disengage. All right, cool. If you guys do head over to our Instagram, you can see the podcasters underscore tabletop gaming and see the sort of battle layout that's happening. All right. Um, you disengage. And kind of hide in the corner with uh, with Finks. Okay? Azoth, that good? Uh, yeah. All right, cool. You can't disengage as an act, as, uh, as a bonus action. But right, okay. you just uh, cast a spell. Yeah. Oh, good. But, y'all say, but you're good enough. You're in the corner. You can dip over. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, you dip over into the corner. Awesome. 
top of the round is now this flamed creature uh, turning over and seeing Remus being on top of one of the braziers that is currently dealing some damage to it. Oh, shoot. No, but it took Guiding Bolt. Um, I'm going to make a roll. Uh, Five or higher goes after the duplicate Finks. Five or lower goes after Remus. Ah, it's 11. All right, it's going to back away to the middle and throw two fireballs at the duplicate Finks. First one is going to hit. Second one misses. Uh, so, Remus, you see a large fireball come flying right uh, next to your face and smash into the duplicate Finks. Hmm. And it hits the wall. Uh, let me see how much damage it does, because it does hit the wall. Wait, does it hit the wall or does it hit the door? Because he was in front of the door. Door, Ooh. my bad. It hits the door. Plus door, door down. Deals. Door is made 10, of wool. 16, 21 damage. Uh, the door starts to buckle just slightly. As it deals quite a hefty bit of damage. Uh, big, thick, heavy, uh, looks wood, wooded, wooded door, but it looks like that old, old, like Viking, like, uh, shipwreck wood. Like, it's not, it's not your basic little Walmart picking up the door. This is a OG built in the 19, built in the 1700s. It's still standing today. You can get doors from Walmart. Uh, all right. Everything from Walmart. Can you get doors from Walmart? I'm assuming so. Yeah. Anyway, Remus, top of the round. What are you doing? You're on top of this bear. You're on top of the brazier. Are you going to hold on it while the flame, the, while you're on, laying on the belly on top of it, it is kind of going popping a little bit. You're kind of trying to hold on to it. You're making popcorn. Yeah, you're kind um, of like on a popcorn lid. Oh, I think that could kind of work. I guess. No, because that. Not silly. Decisions. Um, decisions. I'm just going to throw two up on deck. Nope. Have, have an idea ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. I'm going to throw two psychic daggers at this guy as I attempt to stand on this popping lid to add more weight to it. Uh, stand on the popping lid. I'll say make an acrobatics check. Because you're trying to position yourself as it's popping to spin around and stand up on it to throw daggers. Depending 17. on your acrobatic check, I'll determine what Straight rolls of daggers, I'll give you. As All you right. Pop up on them and go. Everyone tuning in. This is amazing. Thank you so much. Make sure you follow because we do go live every Sunday from 7 to usually 9.30 with D&D. Uh, we have another player that is missing. He's in the chat as Howard. Uh, please hit follow, hit subscribe so you guys know when we go on live. Because, I, hey, with everyone checking out, we are going to be doing a giveaway at the end of the show, announcing it. And we will be announcing the winners next week on the show. Uh, so, you know, you do want a, you know, we're going to be giving away a pack of dice as well as I will be telling you how you can win a Dungeons & Dragons starter kit with the Minds of Fandelver box uh, after the show. So if you want to hear about how to win that, please stick around for this. All right. So make those attack rolls as you throw those daggers. Uh, first one's going to be a 22. First one hits. All right. Uh, it's going to be eight damage. Eight damage. All right. Uh, it's not bad. Not bad. And then the second one's going to be a 15. 15. Um, that one does not hit. All right. 
Okay. Uh, he's relatively close to me, right? Uh, no, he has moved. Uh, he has moved back towards the center of the room, on the other side of the brazier that okay, he came I'm, out of. I'm so going to bonus action closer hide. over to Howard and everyone else. Bonus I'm going to, hide. So yeah, like I'm pretending to be. No, I'm pretending to be a statue while standing on this. So he he thinks I'm just really tall. It's a really tall brazier now. Deception check with disadvantage. All right. It knows what is there. Depending on the nat 20 you roll or don't roll can determine where we go from there. So with disadvantage, I got to... Oh, wait. Hold on. Disadvantage, I got an 18. Disadvantage, you got an 18. My deception is plus 10. All right, you are pretty good. That is not bad. You are currently standing on a brazier. I'm there. Doing very well. Um, you're doing the whole, you know, the whole Greek, Greco uh, statuette pose. Maybe or maybe not. It believes that you are a statue. Who knows? Okay. Finks, your turn. What are you doing? Oh my God, this is a beautiful statue that just showed up. Um, I'm going to run the duplicate Finks up as close to this guy as I can, and I'm going to have the duplicate... Right, runs around uh, the brazier, up yeah, in uh, melee range. As close as he can Got it. And he's going to cast Spirit runs Variants right on him. the duplicate. So I haven't done this spell yet. Um, you call forth spirits to protect you. They flit around you a distance of 15 feet. Um, if you are good or neutral, they appear angelic or fey. I'm going to pick... Uh, I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. So basically... What the spell does is any number of creatures I pick are unaffected, so the party's unaffected by this. Anything in the 15-foot radius is half speed, and when it enters or ends its turn inside the radius, it has to make a saving throw. If it fails, uh, wisdom save 14, they take 3d8 radiant damage. Okay. So so the spell happens on the beat. Yeah, I just want to describe. uh, The damage starts on its turn. If it ends right. its turn or enters the space, yeah. So okay. the spirits I'm going to pick are, are Finx's wiped out tribe. When he was in prison, he would make uh, little childish dolls and puppets to represent those people who are now dead. So they're going to be this, the spirits. They're going to be kind of coming back in that form. So fey versions of childlike puppets. Okay. All right. Uh, sweet. All right, so when it starts to turn in there, I must make the wisdom saving throw. All right, sweet. So you all see these little goblin, uh, ghostly goblinoid creatures kind of pop up out of the ground, all suited up in like different battled armor. Well, the toys come to life. Perfect. <laughs> little toys start popping up, and they all have, uh, things you notice, just kind of seeing them pop up around the edges of where you see it. They all have these little insignias of these little little uh, silver moons kind of crest around them. Cool. Some of them have little whole moons. Some of them little half moons waxing on, waning off of them. No. Poor jokes, guys. Poor jokes and great D&D. That's what you get with us. Uh, me, at least. All right. Sweet. That's actually a good move. Not bad. Not bad. Azoth, what are you doing with your turn? Wild shape into a giant elk. 
Do you have a wild shape left? I do. I do. Are you sure? Uh, yeah. How many wild shapes do you get? I get. That's a really good question. Since the last one I used, because I'm moon druid now. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see. Where am I still? Remember. You, you did shape into a giant snake at yeah, the beginning the snake and then the bird. of the day. Mm-mm. Yeah, but oh no no no, because I still have the um. I used the uh, the snake one. I used the uh, the bracelet that I have. Oh, yeah, I had that uh, bracelet of the quick change. That is true. Uh, and I there had you go. Fair enough. Shape left. So yeah. Boom. Hit him with the elf. All right. So another uh, wild check. Okay. Uh, you don't have to take another picture of it because I'm looking at the picture. Um, where I don't is, have an elk, but okay. It's it's fine. Where is the uh, genie at right now? Is he still in front of uh, the fire? No, he is. Uh, he is essentially in the back half of the room, in front of the brazier now. Okay, uh, and I'm still okay. Regardless, uh, so, uh, I don't know. Can I? If I charge him, I have an idea of what I would like to do. I just don't know if it's going to be possible. If I charge him, can I, um, like, if, if I were to hit him, like, smash him into the door? Is it possible to direct him that way? Um, how wide is, how big is the room? You can try. How big is the room? Room is, room is easily 60, 50 feet wide. Okay, cool. You guys have a nice room in here. So, um, with the elk, I can throw a charge at it with a ram attack. Uh, so... I am going to attempt to uh, ram him as a melee attack. Um, do you want to run him into the door? Yeah. My, Is that my what you're trying to do? You can try and go into the wall. Yeah, no, into the door. All right. All right, cool. Make an attack roll as you go running in as an elk, mm-hmm. attempting to uh, smash him into the door. I'll say make an attack roll, and then I'm going to make him make a strength save DC against your spellcasting DC. And um, since fails. it's raining in the floor, I'll let you. Can that can that play into it? Sure. Yeah, he rolls a three plus what? Three plus two, five total. So, please uh, carry him. I'll let you use your movement to push him all the way to the door. Uh, deal damage. Uh, is there a smashing or goring yeah, attack that you have as an elk? I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, hold on. So, um, it was, a uh, 2d6 bludgeoning damage for the ram attack. 2d6. Got it. Four. So let me roll that really quick. And then there's something else too. Uh, so 2d6. Perfect. Plus four. Not the print. So, ten. The prince of more B-shapes out now, I guess. Yeah. So we're going to do Ooh, 10. All right. Plus, uh, since I am hitting you with a charge, it takes an extra 7 2d6 damage. You have to succeed on a DC 14 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. What's the DC? Uh, it says DC 14 strength. Just saves it. Okay, so that would be whether or not it's prone or not, but it's still because of the charge attack takes an extra seven. Takes and the damage. 2d6 damage, so do I do seven? 
So seven is the seven is the rounded damage. So you can do seven or you can roll the dice. I'll roll the dice. So now. just where you'd roll the dice to so roll your roll the dice for that. That's the seven the rounded numbers for the dungeon master. So if I don't want to have to roll dice and possibly crit out and kill you all on max dice, I can just say, oh, seven damage. That's not you don't get to take the easy win on that. <laughs> Eight. Eight? Yes. So hey, not, not bad. Better. Not bad. And uh did we break through the door or no? Um You fireballed it earlier. You fireballed it earlier, yeah. And then I just rammed I'll you say in. it's starting to crack. Okay. It's starting to crack a bit. All right, not broken through yet, but well, well placed turn, well placed turn. I appreciate. Um, I'll say he didn't willingly move out of the circle of uh. Yeah, yeah that's fine. That makes sense. Um, I don't know if you're able to move it though. I oh, it, it I basically sticks that. on a point. So wherever the duplicate is in this case <laughs> is where that circle is. So I'll just follow up on that well essentially well i'll say this one your the circle is right next to the bra the main brazier in the center so if he wishes to go towards back to back to that oh, it'll okay. cause an issue for him which could be nice all right play some defense uh up next is up next is its turn on next to the door you brought him right back next to the half uh to the tiefling that is standing on top of the final brazier that it is looking and goes <sighs> Uh, looks down at uh, the elk and goes. <sighs> I can still understand it. Now. You have no idea what it's like losing yourself, not knowing, just knowing the call in your head, the commands to kill. This will be over soon. And it is going to grab the antlers from you and using its strength, try and pick you up and slam you into the tiefling. So he's going to make an athletics check. I'm a statue. That is an 18. What do you want so, me to look at on here to contest uh, it? If that, contest okay. it with a straight strength check of the elk. So the right now the it's the, the elk's numbers, like looking at the elk stats on D&D Beyond, uh, it says 19, strength. Strength, yep. 19, and then plus four. Roll a, roll a d20, add plus four. Okay. As he's going to pick you up and try and swing you off of him and into the uh, tiefling. Nine. Got it. You unfortunately fail as your elk body begins to be picked up as this hulking, uh, muscle, red-muscled, individual grabs you by the antlers and swings you into the tiefling next to you. Uh, Remus, make a deck saving throw as oh, an elk yeah. body comes flying at you. Sounds like he's asking to get charged again, Azoth. Yeah. Oh, please be good. Alright, 25. 25. You take half damage. I'm going to use 3d8 as a giant elk body's damage because you're a giant elk. And an elk weighs roughly how many hundred pounds? Can I uncanny dodge as well the half that half damage? Use my reaction? You can use uncanny. If uncanny dodge allows for a saving throw, I'll allow it. 
I don't know the specific rules of Uncanny Edge. I believe it's an area effect, but if it doesn't say area effect, it would it, says, it would come into play here. It says when attack an attacker that you can see hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to have the attack's damage against you. Then yes. Cool. Yes, you can. Um, it's going to hit you with the, uh, swings you with the attack. It does eight plus eight. 15 total. So half is seven. But, uh, so it'll be seven damage. Azoth, well, you take seven damage again. as an elk. All right. Yes. Azoth, you take seven damage as you are swinging into uh, Remus and into the wall as he cracks you into the wall and just kind of drops your body. Would this genie know that uh, hunting a giant elk uh, <laughs> is, uh, many cultures believe it will initiate divine wrath because they are sacred? I'm just saying. Maybe. I thought you were about to talk about hunting elks without a permit no. or something. <laughs> oh, so no. Funny. Nope. Also, Remus, you were off the brazier, by the way. Okay. Uh, with that, you jump off of the brazier. <laughs> The third, the fourth column of fire blows up and hits the ceiling as he has knocked you off of and out of the way. Uh, he looks to be uh, rejuvenated with strength now. <sighs> this fire lit in his eyes again. What is this brazier made out of? Is it like metal or stone? Uh, make perception check with disadvantage. Mm-mm-mm. Twenty-one. This is a dark, uh, chiseled stone, dark, almost like a dark, blackened uh, mountain stone, gray, possibly. Would it's kind of demonicish. With a twenty-one, would I be able to tell of its structural integrity? It looks pivoted on the uh, kind of almost like a birdbath. The point right below where the basin is looks a little bit weaker, possibly. Thank you. Uh, so he swings that, and then I will say he's going to grab because he does get two attacks. He is going to. Uh, you know, see, you jump off to the side, back up. He's got his strength back. He's going to look over at Remus and go. As he pulls a uh, silvered whip from its side and cracks it to the ground. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Why does he need so many weapons? Sixteen? You begin to feel the compulsion and urge to dance. Take you. Okay. And you wish to dance on your turn. I mean, this is a terrible it's, statue. Acting. It's now your turn. It starts okay. chuckling. <laughs> so, is that my action uh, or my movement? You would have to use your entire turn to perform and dance. You may use your action to break the will of the dance. You may not attack. You may not move. You must dance. You may use a your turn to so a wisdom my, check. My, to, my question is, can I... wisdom save to break from. While I'm dancing, can I pull out my water skin 
and dump water as I dance around the brazier into it? A rain dance, if you will. Make a performance check. I'm seeing the him for the was it where he dumps the, the rain from over on the chair because he's trying to dance and stomp. All right, I'm not bad at performance. Let's see how this goes. Twenty-four. As you guys see Remus start to like do this like like this running man in motion, pulls out this water skin and cracks it over himself next to the brazier, pouring the water on the water skin. Uh, is it just a standard water skin? Yeah, it's got four points of water in it. Okay. Uh, four points of water. Hits it a little bit. You see the subtle just flinches from the creature. That is... <clears throat> in your direction. Speaking some language you don't understand. Nope. Thanks. What do you want to do? I still make the checkers that my action. Um, if you're gonna dance, if you're gonna, if that's part of your dance, I'll let you make the wisdom save to see if you can succeed on the uh, at the end of your turn. Eighteen, because you incorporate it into the dance. Ah, DC of seventeen, very nice. You break forth from it after sprinkling the water. Doesn't do much to the actual brazier itself, but you uh, have this urge to dance, and it just kind of runs off of you, and you're like, "Huh, where'd that come from?" Not really acknowledging, and you see the silver whip in the hand of the creature as it looks at you and begins to kind of start to twirl it again. Thinks, you're up. All right, Thinks is going to run to the uh, center of the room in the safety of the spirit guardian aura from the duplicate. And okay. um, <laughs> once he gets there, he's going to do a create water on the middle one and just kind of do the same movie did the first one, try to fill it with uh, water, see if it has any effect on this guy. All right. Wisdom, uh, wisdom check with the create water. Or, uh, what was it? yeah, wisdom check, essentially. Wisdom check is 22. Just, really? All right. You all see this creature take in uh, a brutal near-death blow, dropping it down to its knees <clears throat> as the water ceases and in the center brazier as it's on one knee. <laughs> Looked over at the elf and goes, this is not over. He will get you. You are powerful. He will not let you leave. Is off your turn. All right. Um, it is now on its one knee. And there's, so there's still the one, the one that uh, Remus was on is still lit up. It is still blazing high. Uh, oh, right now, it's appeared to not be affecting the entity as it had before. All right, I'm gonna um, with the central with the central brazier being doused and filled with water. There may be a tether that was severed. Okay, uh, I'm going to do the same thing I did last term: the attack the uh, the genie. You attack the genie. Make the attack roll, Adam. Just come running at him. Uh, eleven plus. I don't know. Do I get a plus? Uh, uh strength. Strength is oh strength plus, plus four. Yeah. 
Is he prone because he's down like uh, that? He technically, I'd say he's prone. Give it with advantage. He is prone. All right, hold on. Essentially. Yeah. I'll allow it. This is, this is going fun. Man, everyone watching, man, you all, there was almost no encounter At 20. today. This is fun. At 20. Hit <laughs> him with the oath. Yeah. All right. All right. All right, hold so, on. So, as this. This will determine the attack. Um, uh, 48. All right, guys. So you want me to do the? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to trample them down with my hooves <laughs> because that is a uh, a 48 plus four bludgeoning damage. All those dice, just for fun. It's going to raise above him and, and so, trample him down. Uh, as you're rolling dice and you're adding these up, what you all see happen is Finks runs up. Someone's a pool of water in the central brazier. It. <laughs> By now, I'm assuming your uh, rain spell has been faded, or I is it constant? I think it just ended this turn, yeah. It has just ended as the mist starts to clear out of the room. Uh, the dry texture and um, conditions start to take hold and suck the moisture out. But with, it, with, with one last blast, the water dumps in the brazier, snuffs out... Any bit of flaming in the center column, the creature drops to its knees, <sighs> says something in some distant land tongue to all of you, and it's over at the elk. Finish me. I'll be back. As you see the elk get up and raise its hooves and come down trampling, how much damage do you drop on this thing? 21. 21. <laughs> 21. <laughs> Pound into it as it had one hit point left. <laughs> you see the mist, the body go flash into a flame of a flame and die out and turn into this uh, dark, thick, black, billowing smoke that is starting to just seep down and almost like disapparate as if it's no longer there not an entity anymore did um it by chance leave behind its uh bindings collar anything and all that did it leave anything behind you do not see anything left behind at this current moment perhaps it was not it's to leave behind and with that we're going to pick up there next week. Everyone, thank you so much. Everyone that tuned in for this raid that jumped in. You know, we were running with 20-something strong. We have 15 people jumping in right now. Thank you so much. As a Dungeon Master, that was awesome to see that many people jumping in. Like, I want to watch this live. You guys got to see an awesome encounter as our party, the Fabala 5, uh, minus one player, ran through a, a tomb that they had fallen in from the last session, which you can catch on the replay with our Twitch Currently, for the next week or so, it's also going to be jumping up on demand via our YouTube pod-casters tabletop gaming. You can check it out. We have links dropping. You can also check out our Facebook podcasters tabletop gaming. Check us out on Instagram podcasters underscore tabletop gaming. And guys, we have a killer sponsor for this campaign. It's Jeff from over at DCT Industries. It's a local gaming company in Western New York that's putting out their first game. 
at the end of this year and coming into 2022 called Kaimon. It is a new Mon game that mashes Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon uh, companion uh, monster tactics with a Warhammer D&D setting where you're playing in person rather than in a, in a video game or with cards. You're actually playing on like on a battle map with little minis that are unique, custom. Uh, they have multiple attacks. There are some monsters that have low attacks and then high attacks. There are a whole bunch of fun, and you should check them out. So please head on over to their Facebook page, DCT Industries. Like them. You can see right now in the Remus box, there's a logo. That's the logo you're looking for. Also under overlay, right? Somewhere. This direction. There's a logo there as well. Go head them over, check them out. We have some links in the, in the Twitch chats. There are two giveaways going uh, that are currently being sponsored from Jeff over at DCT Industries. He picked up some minis, some dice, and some starter kits, uh, starter kits for everyone that wants to play some Dungeons and Dragons. So the first giveaway we have is going to be through the actual video episode that you guys had just watched. Um, the code word is the Blood King. What you have to do is head on over to our Instagram page, and you have to like podcasters on Instagram. You have to like. DCT Industries as well. Also, what you're going to do is head over to the Facebook page where I pin up the episode post. So when this goes up on on Facebook this week, it's going to be dropping uh, either after midnight or some point throughout Monday. It'll say pinned this post. Underneath that video, you want to comment the Blood King. That gets you in for a raffle to win the Red Blood King dice. All right, you want to comment the Blood King. As well, if you want to enter in with a second chance to win some dice, tag a friend in the comments below. All right. So I'm going to go over those rules just one more time to win the dice. We're pushing the Instagram and we're pushing Facebook. So you want to make sure you like podcasters and DCT Industries on Facebook and Instagram. Show those likes. Show those supports. You're helping out some local guys go and trying to do what they love. Um, Also, to be able to say and do that interaction, head over to the podcasters Facebook page. There's going to be a post that's pinned up as of tomorrow. There's currently one there today, not that one. It's going to kick up on Monday when this, go, when this episode goes live. You'll see us four in the video. It's going to say this pinned post. Comment in it, The Blood King. You can also comment a friend and tag, uh, tag a friend in it for an additional chance to win some red dice from, is, is it Okie Dokie Dice? Okie Dokie Dice. Okie Dokie. Pretty cool. Okie dokie dose. Okie dokie dice. Those are some sick red dice. I love them. They are a great little value. You get a little pack for them. Case. Now, if you say, hey, I already have so much dice, uh, what's the other giveaway? I'm curious about that. Well, there's another giveaway that will be going up very similar rules. For this, what you have to do is find the post that will be pinned at the top of the page as well. It will not be a YouTube or a Twitch video link. What it's just going to be is a straight audio post. And it is an interview that I had with Jeff from DCT Industries where we talked about Dreams Come True Industries, DCT Industries, as well as Kaimon and how the whole story kind of kicked off and where they're at and where they're going. So you have to go there, listen to them. Throughout that episode, I drop a code word and I let everyone know, hey guys, this is the code word. This is what you have to comment and this is what you have to do to like it. So I'll let you everyone know. You better be liking DCT Industries to win this gift. And to be able to find out the code word for that one, you better listen to the episode. Because the giveaway item we're doing is a Dungeons & Dragons starter kit 
Mine's a Fandelver box set that is great for any new dungeon master that wants to start off and kick off their own campaign. I've used parts of this encounter for my own homebrews. I've used some of the encounters from the Green Dragon below for my friends' campaigns and other uh, one-offs with friends. It is a great, it is easy, and it's a perfect place for any for anyone to start off as a dungeon master or as a player. You run from levels one through five, and it's a great time. You want to check it out? Go enjoy it. So, one more time, I'm just going to let everyone know. If you want the red dice, uh, honestly, you want to try and enter in both of these because everyone can always use more dice, and everyone really could use that starter kick. That's got some great content, some great material. Hey, if you're it's good for any Dungeons and Dragons D&D, collection. Give it to a friend. There you go. Spread the love. Re-gift re- it and share it. Maybe they're going to be a dungeon master for you. There you go. Do that. So what you're going to do for both of these really is make sure you like DCT Industries on Facebook. You want to make sure you like podcasters on Facebook. We can check. Head on over to our Instagrams. Show us the love and make sure you follow both of them for that. Uh, there's a code word for the starter kit within the podcast audio episode. That is going to be dropping on Monday. It'll be on our Facebook page, Podcasters Tabletop Gaming. If you want the dice, the code word is the Blood King. You want to comment that in the post as well as tag a friend. I'm also going to say, if you want to win the starter kit, you want another chance to win it as well, another entry into the raffle, tag a friend on the audio podcast side as well. So you comment the code word that I'm not giving you this one away. You actually got to listen to that and listen to find out. I want you to hear about DCD Industries. Go check them out because that's a sick giveaway. You got to go through. Listen to the code word, comment it, and then you can tag a friend as well for that one. So, guys, dropping you a lot. We're telling you, go like DCT Industries. Go like podcasters. Thank you so much for watching us. I I am blown away. We got hit with a raid. We got a bunch of people checking us out. You guys are awesome. Uh, Thank thank you you so much. Listen, this was incredible. I can't believe it. You are awesome. I'm Anthony Mullen. Thank you so much. Check out more podcasts on the network at BICBP-radio.com. Player, sign off. Uh, Azoth. Going on. Thanks, everyone. Sign off. Let everyone like a check. You can follow Azoth over on Twitter at Podcasters Azoth. I I tweet from time to time as Azoth. My thoughts, uh, sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're not. You never know. But that's where I'm at. Sometimes it smells like banana pudding. Yeah. Once in a while. Yes. <laughs> Finks, you're up next. All right. You guys can follow Finks, the little goblin mischief cleric, on Twitter at Podcasters Finks. Um, I post polls about pizza and post gifts of elks, apparently, today. Uh, I paint oh, I miniatures. Think- you can find me on Instagram at Phoenix Forged. Uh, mostly Warhammer right now, but. Since we've been talking about Kaimon, I might as well just let this out. I will be doing a lot of painting for that. So once we get the physical models done, um, you can get kind of some advanced previews on what we'll be working on there. So keep an eye out on Phoenix Forge on Instagram. There you guys go. Go check them out. Uh, Also, real quick, anyone like some local Buffalo Ska? There's some new stuff dropping, right? New new single drop? Did I miss this? There's a new New cover cover on its way, yeah. Yeah, uh, it did not drop yet. Uh, February 18th, did not drop. it will be dropping. Uh, we're doing the uh, cover of Brian Fallon's Forget Me Not. Uh, the band's The Abrupters, by the way, so you'll be able to find that on Spotify and all the music sites. 
I'm sure it's there on all go. of them. Go make sure you check them out, support the love, and follow follow Finks and Ace off on Twitter. They're hilarious. I love getting those random t- tweet updates. I'm like, oh, that's what my players are thinking about. All right. And finally, uh, last but not least, Remus. Kick us uh, off for the day. I'm Remus. Uh, you can follow Remus on Twitter at Podcasters Remus. He'll tweet some stuff every now and then. Uh, like, apologies to people who aren't here. We'll figure out how that goes next week. Um, but, yeah, you can follow me at Rick underscore Coates on Instagram and Twitter. I tweet random things, too. I have no real short-term news coming up, but I'm having fun, and I'm glad that somehow a puppet show turned into combat, turned into us taking out this this gin, so, or Nefreti or whatever it may be. So we'll see how this goes. But it was fun. We'll see how this goes. But till then, it was guys. Fun. Uh, if you're if you listen, if you're watching, I'm gonna give everyone the chance. Go grab that D20 because if you're new to watching live, uh, we all like to roll off, sign off the same way. Uh, give guys a countdown, ten seconds. You wanna go grab your favorite D20 because we're all gonna roll them off together to sign off for the night. Together. Um, yeah. I got these. Which, by the way, if you want to rock out some awesome merch, we have a Teespring. Head on over. Check those out. Uh, there is a sweet Warlock Mountain Dew Rip design that one of our players that is currently absent, Danny Chavez. You can check out his content at Ratfink Arts or uh, DCT. Was it, it was, uh, D- DT Chavez? DC Chavez? I can't remember his his uh, handle, but Rafink Arts. Go check him out. He did this wicked warlock design uh, rip that is just beautiful. It just was perfect because, you know, if you're a warlock, what else are you going to do other than Eldritch Blast that? So, guys, thank you so much for joining. Uh, Till next time. Keep rolling. <laughs>